Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 393 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have, as usual, our Head of Health and Safety, the almost deaf Commander Edleweiss. I, I can hear things fine, it's just my headset's not broadcasting you lot, which some people might view as a bonus. Okay, already off with the insults. Uh, how, do you <laughs> react, how do you react to that, Staff Liaison Officer Commander Psychic? I mean, I think he brings a really good point. I had people in my chat suggesting that we were going to use some kind of toilet flushing sound when certain people spoke. I mean, what can I say? It's, it's a valid option. Uh, this this comes to the point that um, you were referring to as Lavi Radio. No, no, no. It's Lav Radio. My bot reads out Lavcon as Lavcon. And it's amazing. So we had to spend like a good 20 minutes at the start of yesterday's stream adding a toilet flush soundbite to the emote so that if, if my bot ever read out Lavcon again, I could trigger it. That's <laughs> all. That makes sense, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, uh, and, and bringing up the rear, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Hello. Now, if you wish, you can join us in game. Um, we're hanging out somewhere, are we, um, Ben? Oh, you're not. We, we might you? be, might, might be, but I think you're just trying to you're just trying to rub it in at the moment, aren't you, Colin? Yeah, sorry, Ben. I forgot you're on your work, your unofficial laptop. Yes. Yes. Uh so yes. <clears throat> we'll leave we'll leave Ben to to that. Uh we do have a we do have a um uh Chris Mark IV. He's he's out and about and you can see him on the on the on the stream. So if you want to catch up with, with uh the Chris Mark IV, you can find out where he is. It looks um, like he's us love. 
He's at Lavi as well. Yeah. <laughs> now we need the flush every time someone says Lavi. It's all right. I'll send it to you. It's not a problem. I found it. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> We can't use you. We can't use the same flush as you. You've got that copyrighted flush. No, that's quite all right. I like. I can send you a selection. We went through a whole host of them. <laughs> uh, hey, did any come from Buckingham Palace? Because that would be a royal flush. Oh, I see what you did there. No, unfortunately not. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, pe- I don't can care. Can we just pelt Colin with vegetables for such a terrible joke? No, that's what I really like about being on on uh, Discord is because no one can throw rotting vegetables in my general direction. Um, if you can't get to us in game, you can always join us on the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through radio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash live radio. Um, or we're also there on YouTube and we're also there on Twitter and Facebook. So hello to chat. Nice to see you all. So we'll go around the room, see how everybody's doing. Um, ben, had, we know that you're <coughs> indisposed at the moment. So... Apart from that, how's it been? So, PC update. My PC got picked up last Tuesday, as I mentioned, um, and basically got checked in to get looked at yesterday. And then I got told today, we found a... We we may or may not have found some damage on the card. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a photograph, and the engineer was wanting... A photograph of it that they could then then send to things, and I said, "Well, does that mean you're going to send me a replacement, or are you not?" Or and he's like, "I need to see what's going on and things like that." I was like, "Okay, fine." So I I'm hoping that they're not going to turn around and say, "Well, somehow you've damaged your card, therefore screw you," because it was all working fine and then until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I don't trust companies until I trust companies. Um, Very true. So. We will see what that happens. Um, in the good news, though, um, mm-hmm. so exciting exciting news is that I went to see Top Gun Maverick with yes. the family, and that was a love letter to the original show, original film, and possibly even better. Ah. Um, I was, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm almost more impressed by this. We actually managed to empty our loft out. That's what happens when you're not predisposed with playing video games. You actually get stuff done, Ben. <laughs> He's being productive. What? I don't know. Somehow forced to be productive for two weeks when nothing's happening. No, no, because I'm still 200 miles away from home. Um, Hang on, you managed to clear the loft to, while being 200 miles away? What are you I, using? I'm, Why can we use uh, it? <laughs> well, I'm not using magnapants. No, we did it all. We did it all ourselves. Um, no, there's no we about it, Ben. You were 200 miles away. I, I am 200 miles away. I was not over the weekend. Ah, yeah. right. There you we, go. we we just made we made use of the of the Queen giving us four days off in on, on the trot to actually get some work done. Oh, okay, good for yeah. you. Um, well, as as Shan is so eager to go next, I think we'll have to let Shan go next. Oh, um, yes, quite an exciting weekend, a week really. Um, we spent uh, platy tubes um, 
uh, separating Hobbs from our surprise kitten. We, we, we have another kitten. I see. Uh, which is in addition to the kitten that's coming. So we sort of got well, what it was was uh, Mrs. Shan saw this picture of, I think it's the equivalent of Hobbs's niece. And like, oh, we've got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. So we sort of like did a click and collect on this kitten. And click so and we collect kitten. Yes. Right. And, it wasn't um, a drive through. No, no, we, we spent a couple of hours there. But what we had to do is we. We we started off the same way as we did when um, the first one was with us, um, but that didn't work out that well because new kitten um, is a she kitten and was promptly started to try and rule Hobbs, so there's lots of hissing and whatever about that. So we had to do the uh, separate them out, block the line of sight, do it by smell, and kind of do it gradually over a number of days. So our platitudes were spent. Um, Kitten corralling. Um, and before you ask Colin, yes, it's the same make as the previous one. I wasn't actually going to say anything about uh, a make of cats because basically I leave that up to Psychid. <laughs> and uh, we also, we too, went to see Top Gun, which uh, I actually enjoyed it. It was a really good film. Um, the, the only thing is that you shouldn't ever go and see a film with someone who actually knows about the subject matter. Well, we already know that from the number of times and mistakes that we see watching things like Hackers and The Matrix and anything else to do with IT. Um, but there the were, were good logistical reasons why certain things weren't how they were obviously, and that was to do with um, the US Navy um, not being allowed to use U.S. Air Force stuff, and said U.S. Navy not being, not wanting to show new toys on a Hollywood movie. But it was brilliant. I loved, I loved the fact that over ninety percent of the flying was proper flying. It wasn't like CGI and stuff like that. Which... Is, 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 is this the complaint that why are they using F-18s? They should be using F-35s. I didn't want to give spoilers, but yes, the reason why was um, to use F-35 would cost the movie three or four times the amount of money <laughs> F-18s cost, and they didn't want to show off F-35s to certain people. Yeah, although it was quite amusing that the, I don't think it's a spoiler to say this, but there's a there is another plane involved in the movie that is completely fictional, but China thought it was real? Um, oh, yes. The, um, the the one I've been trying to get to Mac 10 with on Microsoft Flight <laughs> Sim. Yes. There is another plane in it that is completely real. Are we going to go spoilers or not? Because I'm trying to really hard. Oh, yeah. I, I think this plane was in it, the trailer, yeah. wasn't it? There was a propeller plane in the, in the trailer, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the P-51. Yeah, that was actually Tom Cruise's P fifty one. This is his own personal plane, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what gear. I mean, oh yeah, this is my this is my P fifty one Mustang. You know, I know. Where's my spare one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, we'll move over to Psychit. Hi. Hello. I, I, I'm sorry about boring you about all this this um, this fighter stuff. 
No, no, no. I really, I really, um, I really want, I really want to see it. It, it sounds like mm. it's going to be a good, good nostalgic romp, even though I've not actually watched the first Top Gun. But I'm oh, sure no, you have to watch the first one. <sighs> That's like a lot of movie to watch. Um, the the week, the week, the week was really good. Um, we went down and sat in a field with yeah. um and watched some live music play for um a festival in devon um and the headlining headlining band was space which um are quite uh they were very they were reasonably famous in the late 90s um my two favorite songs of theirs are the ballad of tom jones and the female of the species um, oh, yeah. you you likely would have heard both of those the ballad of tom jones was um a song with keris matthews and it was huge and it was fantastic and they're, they're still going strong and um it was it was excellent it was excellent it was like they they've been booked since before the pandemic and because like this festival's been um cancelled um up until this year um this has been something that me and my sister have wanted to go to and it's been like three years in the making Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, uh, Pride started, which is great. Um, uh, which I, Pride Month, so what's what's not to complain about? Hopefully I can raise a lot of money for Pride things. And the, um, like, Summer Games Fest is out. So there's all, like, these trailers and stuff releasing. It's really busy. Like there's lots of lots of games have like come out with release dates and stuff like Stray and F1 Manager, both of which look amazing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's there's a lot going on and it's cool. Oh excellent. How is it June already, by the way? How how has it suddenly become June? I'm pretty sure it was January, like maybe a fortnight ago. Oh, it's actually, the old side. Yeah, time speeds up as you get older because you've got oh, more yeah. life experience. So every day feels slightly shorter than the day before. Lunchtime twice as much. <laughs> Lunchtime doubly so. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's have a look at what I've been up to. I've been playing an awful lot of Elite. Obviously, there was the CG over the weekend. Uh, quite a lot of uh, mucking about with that. Uh, and uh, yeah... We used to have a pizza oven until my son took a sledgehammer to it with bricks flying everywhere for most of the weekend. So, uh, yeah, we now have, no longer have a pizza oven. Why did uh, you do that? Because it was, it, we, it was too big. Uh, basically, in order to cook a pizza in that pizza oven, you needed to go through, I think, about 20... 20 pounds worth of wood to get the thing hot enough in order to cook a pizza which would take you five minutes and uh yeah and it was it, it was falling to pieces because um the it, it was outside all the time and the rain was constantly getting at it and i just got sick and tired of patching it up so uh, the missus says i want rid of it and then bang um why shouldn't you say wood yeah i don't know why um, so I'm, I'm fascinated by, so instead of actually saying, here we go, here's a pizza oven, the people thought you might like to use it, you decide to, to smash it up and make it completely useless. Yeah, well, it was cemented into the into the wall. It's a, it, it wasn't portable, Shan. It was, it was a cemented, we've got, we've got, a, we've got a cement, uh, a, a barbecue and next to it we had the pizza oven. 
uh, and both of them are garden features, if you like, or they were. And uh, yeah, and we had so, enough of it. So now you've got a smushed up immovable object. Uh, no, we've cleared it. It's completely gone now. It now just is. There's just the fireproof bricks where where an oven used to be. Everything else is now down the dump, which hurt a lot because there was an awful lot to take down the dump. But um, yeah, plenty of elite stuff. Uh, I did the the CG, and uh, we did a little bit of uh, exploration, and of course the power play stuff, which has now got up to Baron, so I can now eff- effect- effectively get my uh, power gl- power play commander to fly in a proper imperial vessel. I'm not saying that the Python is bad. I actually quite enjoy the Python, but in order to role play properly, I feel I need to be in my clipper. Is that was did that take you all platy tubes or um near enough? I take it you're by platitudes you mean the jubbly. Yeah, platy tubes is what Oh platy oh right, gotcha. Anyway, were you thinking I was were you thinking I was substituting a P for the word tubes? No, no. Oh no, no, don't go there. I wasn't going anywhere like that. Uh I was I I was just it sounded like a nonsense word to me. It's only well, now well, it is a nonsense it. word. Yeah. No comment. Right. <laughs> Shall we move on to development news? Um development news, what have the devs said this week? Well, uh, we'll start off with the console transfers. Um they put out a massive post on the forums uh and FAQ, which involved an FAQ about the console transfers which are coming. Now, the estimated date for this is in September, uh, and they went into a lot more detail. And it it does seem that um, they are allowing people to overwrite existing accounts with console details and and a whole load of extra things like that, which I wasn't expecting them to do. Um, we'll just uh, just have a quick look at the highlights for this one. Obviously, your livery customization items, which you've unlocked uh, on your existing PC account, you'll you'll be able to access them post-transfer. So that means if you transfer it over, you will be able to access your your the stuff you've already bought from Arcs. Uh, you only get a copy a free copy of Horizons if you actually when you get it from Frontier. Uh, you can then transfer that across to Steam, but you can't transfer it across to um, the Epic Store, which I thought was weird. Uh, now, if they've previously purchased Elite Dangerous and Odyssey on PC, will you do need to do it again? Um, they've said, basically, if you're using an account which you purchased Odyssey, you can clear your commander pro- profile and your copied version will come over and um, uh, overwrite the uh, existing one uh, and there, there was a whole load of things about uh, wealth transfer uh, one thing they did highlight was um, Elite Dangerous on the Xbox, Xbox Game Pass the Game Pass doesn't mean that you've bought the game unfortunately so if that's the case you don't have a license to copy across So what, but they will let you transfer as long as you purchase the game on PC so if there's a Steam sale where Elite Dangerous is a fiver, buy that, and then you can transfer it across. But um, it's, it's all to do with Game uh, game Pass, technically meaning you don't own the game. Uh, 
Um, they did say, will any community go progress copy to the PC? Uh, and they've said, oh, Psychic, you want to talk about the Game Pass first? Yeah, it got me It got me thinking when they put that, um, the, the thing about the, the Game Pass. Um, because, because they were saying they didn't know what, what date and stuff it was going to end, um, I would, or be the transfer being in September, I would wager a decent amount of money on the fact, um, that the, that, um, Horizons is going to disappear from the console game pass around that September time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that might have been just like in general, what they what they're waiting for and what they're waiting to iron out because it's a it's a lot easier to see if the commander has like a valid license if that license has subsequently been revoked by Game Pass already potentially I I can assume that 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 would be my guess as to why it's been why what the delay is now excellent um yeah I mean. Overall, when looking through um, what is happening with the uh, the console transfers, um, personally, I think they've knocked this one out of the out of the park. It seems to be a lot more extensive than I think everybody was um, expecting. Shan, yeah, I was just thinking about the mechanics of copying the transfer over, mm -hmm. um, now they've got the ability to copy data from effectively one account to another account. I'm wondering, is that does that mean the hard work has been done to allow them to create a spare commander slot that you could then populate with your Xbox or console commander? Do you see what I'm going for? They've got the ability to cop to have to overwrite stuff. And because I can transfer the data, I'm just wondering how much more difficult it would be. I don't think they have, Shan, because they still don't have the concept of the frontier ID, shall we call it, which can then link to multiple things. It still has to be... Your, your top-level login is still your an email address and password or yeah. a Steam credential or Epic credentials. I yeah, wish I was... to high heaven it were. I really, really, really wish it were. Mm. But I don't. Th I, I don't think we're that lucky, Shan. I also get the impression that um, from from um, talking to a couple of folks um, who um, I I've known who work for work for Frontier and have been instrumental in working all of this sort of stuff out. Um, I get the impression from them. That it is um, not a hundred percent automated. I get the get the distinct impression that there's a fair amount of manual intervention that has to go on on with it um, to get all of these extra things transferred across all of the 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 um, what, what I say transferred like a carbon copy across um, all of the added um, livery items and things like that. I don't think it's as straightforward as just creating a carbon copy. Um, from from reactions that I've had when I've mentioned it to people. Oh, that's interesting. I guess going on what Colin was talking about the Game Pass thing. I guess if you know you are going to transfer over your console commander, the thing to do is keep an eye for Steam sales, Epic giveaways, etc. 
and get a cheap yeah. copy now rather than wait until September. Yeah, I mean, well, you've got the Steam Summer Sale coming up, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we, you've just missed out on um, a Steam and Epic sale at the moment because mm-hmm. uh, on the 6th, um, Horizons was and a fiver. Humble Bundle as well, wasn't it? Uh, was it? I can't I remember. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was everywhere, possibly apart from the Frontier Store. Yeah. I think you're right. Actually, yeah, it was everywhere except the Frontier Store. Cause I don't get why... For, oh. Because I got grumpy about that last week. Yeah, like, I, I, I get grumpy about it too. I don't understand Frontier sometimes, but hey ho. <laughs> it's almost like they forget they've got their own store. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from the console transfers. Uh, oh, yeah, just quickly. I mean, do you think this, this covers near enough everything they could cover? Um, you don't think... I don't. I Personally, I don't think they could have done much more, but... Uh, I think it's easily as good as could have been expected. And to be fair, I think it went a bit further than what I expected. So kudos to the guys who put this together because there's a lot of stuff in there that they previously said, oh, we can't copy this, it's too hard, that they managed to find a way to do that. Uh, yeah, even though it, according to Psychic, some of it's going to be manual. So I that's, think it's that's the impression that I get from a conversation that I've had, but um, I don't know necessarily that that is entirely I mean, the case. I mean, it could just be they have a list of what paint jobs and skins, etc. someone has on their account, and they go, all right, okay, yeah, Midnight Black, check. Silly racing scheme, yep. Bright orange thing. Yeah, yep. doing that a thousand times is going to be a right pain in the arse. Let's get some data entry folks in. I'll do it. It's not a problem. I have to uh, know, I am actually very, very impressed with how flexible and almost pick your own that Frontier are allowing commanders to be. Um, you know, it's like, okay, well, I want, yes, it is, Colin. Okay. Uh, why did I just answer that? Hello, behind the scenes. I have no um, idea. Yes, I know. Um, I'm very mm. impressed with how how flexible they're being. How is pick uh, pick your own? You can you can have like okay, I want my commander name, and I want my all all my purchases, and you know I want either my PC commander's credits or my Xbox commander's credits. But then please take over all of the things what I've unlocked from my PC my Xbox commander it's your know, frontier they are branding over backwards here so yeah I, I'm impressed yeah. which I think is fair enough really because you know it was it was a bit a big blow to the console community oh, God, when they yeah. announced it so they they kind of should have gone the extra mile really to make sure they could actually do their best rather than just shrugging their shoulders and go well mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, yeah. you've got your money transfers. That's <laughs> it, like your normal yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think I think we're all in agreement that uh, it's it's a fantastic. Jo- it's a it's a good silver lining, I suppose. <laughs> um, because yeah, we prefer to have the console commanders with us, but obviously due to circumstances. But yeah, the. At least this gives people the opportunity to to carry on their character. Um, moving on from there, they also covered Frameshift Live number nine. Uh, this was with Zach and Bruce. Uh, they had a 
uh, in-depth coverage of the console transfer and the usual uh, stellar screenshots. However, uh, the high point of the of the stream, I thought, was um, the fact they had Ben Hesse, Hennessy and Hannah Vardy, uh, narrative designer and game designer, relative, um, relatively, uh, uh, turn up for interviews. Uh, and it... It was. I found this an incredibly um, interesting uh, little interview. Somebody, I don't know who they got a name check. Who would that have been, Colin? I have no idea. Psych it, mate. <laughs> Bless them. I was. I was a bit flabbergasted. It's really nice to know that they're like they're. Um, they're coming to streams and they're they're having that interaction and like I mean um I feel really fortunate that we like on the channel um we've had a fair few um uh devs sort of drop by and say howdy and that kind of thing and I love that for us. I think it's really fun. Um but to to um um to and I quote she is very knowledgeable about law. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm having that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you do realise, guys, we're never going to hear the end of this now. Very knowledgeable, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be the chief archivist, right? She's here. after your job, Colin, you know that. Oh, nah. Know. nah, I don't I need know. his job. But, but, Colin, I thought you only got the chief archivist title because you were late in, you're so late in returning your Labian library books. They decided no, it's because he knew the manual for every single <laughs> 90s space game ever. So, of course, because is it you, is it you, Colin, who, if I say, oh, yes, what was the word on page 23 of line four or something, you would know what the word was in the manual. Is that you or is that someone else? That, no, that, that's probably me because there was, a, there was one game in particular called I War, which was one of my favorite space sims from the 90s. And it had a manual that's 154 pages long. And I had practically memorized the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> talk about a wasted brain space. Um, so yeah, explains quite a lot actually. If you uh, if you comply with the Alexi Sale theory of brain capacity, in which the uh, someone's affiliation to absorb complete useless rubbish, then to place as useful information once you've got above a certain threshold. Yeah, um, but I've, I'm sorry. I wore two. I wore and I wore two were fantastic games, and I still play them now. Um, the other points that they, they they made with this one is that well, Galnet obviously is the main source of uh, narrative within Elite Dangerous. Uh, ben was also involved with the audio logs, as it's is uh, if it's written from the perspective of someone in game, then basically he's probably seen it. Um, they have noted that the Azimuth Saga is the longest-running story. Uh, I mean, that's now been running for, what, 12 months? 18 months? I have it open. Can I be pedantic? Go on. It's not the longest-running story in Elite. Because uh, there's stuff that's come over from Frontier, First Encounters. That's actually... Ah, uh, but First Encounters doesn't count. They told you it's non Um it isn't because we've found story from Inra in game that talks about Commander Jameson, which was from the first game, not about the mycoid virus. 
Oh, we're gonna have, we'll be going over this again. We're just going to disagree on this because we've gone over this like seventy thousand times. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thir- October thirty three oh six was the first Pilots Federation um alert with regard to the SMF saga. So that's yep, like so a year, eight, eight, eight months. Yeah, eighteen months. Oh crikey, it's nearly October again. Lovely. Yeah. So um. Oh, and for those that are interested, Ben wrote the Winking Cat's poetry and then the applied puzzles if appropriate to it. So, yeah, that's that was um, <laughs> that was a challenge. Just like it. He, um, I also um, obviously did a little bit of research about these people to um, to find out a little bit more about um, specifically about Ben because um, he was so nice about me. <laughs> I did a little did a bit of research. He's he's also a published author. He's got two fantasy novels out. Of which I literally cannot remember the name of right now, but he does have two fantasy novels that he's released that um look quite look quite interesting. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean there's there's still bits to come with the Azimuth saga. There's obviously the August update and there's a big narrative dump coming in um in November. So yeah. Um so that I mean, overall, yeah, I, I think it's up there with the the previous uh, the previous live stream when we had Tom on. I mean, um, what were your impressions, uh, Ben? I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, I, I I just wind up just sinking in and just enjoying them tell, telling stories and things like that. Uh, I'd have probably liked to have heard more from Hannah, but as she said, she's more. She's newer to the team and things like that, so obviously Ben's done a lot more. Um, but it felt like Shadow was being quite shy, to be honest. Um, yeah. The only other thing I'd say, and I noticed this during, well, during my rewatching of the stream in the live chat, and I agree with the guys that I wish they'd use a proper studio for it and not just a meeting room. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. it would be lovely to have them just sitting in the bar, say, with or you know, get the green screen on and have them sitting in the bar at a station or something. Didn't they used to have a proper studio for it? They, they still do have, have a studio. proper studio. They just didn't it do things have, in it. it. Been, I don't know why. Yeah, it might have been used for other things that the frontier are doing at the moment. Um, I do have to agree. I think the only problem I had with that entire thing was, for me, and this this is just such a nerdy thing, um, for me. I, I think there was t- the where they were recording it. There must have been too much reverb because um, I, I it it sounded very tinny to me. Uh, that was that. Well, uh, they're but, not using the proper broadcasting microphones and things, were they? No, they were. Yeah. They, they were using. They um, got lapel ones, didn't they? Yeah, they had lapel mics, yeah. but it, it's more down to the sound quality they got in the room rather than the mics themselves. So. Uh, that that's the only bit of feedback that I would give. Everything else, I w- I thought great, and I'm hoping that they keep this this kind of uh, level of content up for uh, future live streams. Oh God, yes! Bring a lot of soft furnishing to, into the room or something. Like, <laughs> they need it in their proper studio because that is all. Well, soft yeah, furnishing. absolutely, and it, it, there's probably behind those um wooden panels and stuff there's likely going to be some kind of like soundboarding and soundproofing yeah. as well because that's what it's designed for meeting <laughs> rooms not meeting rooms not really but um 
hopefully yeah. hopefully that will improve because um especially at the beginning it felt incredibly sort of like airy and tinny and i was struggling to understand what people were saying well it is the second good live stream in a row with guests on so looking at trends the trend is definitely upwards two for two mm-hmm. does seem to be um we've had a little bit of uh of down news i'm afraid well not well, for the community but for this individual um howard chalkley uh who has been working on elite dangerous for the last eight years uh and he's been with frontier for 20 years in total uh has decided to call it a day and he is now retired so thank you howard chalkley for uh for your contribution um i think he's earned a good rest i think haven't he? <laughs> i think he has and I mean, he's maybe better known in, by the community as Revian. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit... Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not clear on actually what Howard did. <laughs> oh, okay. You know the journal that basically powers every single chuffing application column? Oh, you mean all the third-party apps? Yes. Yes. He oh, is, he is Mr. Journal. Well, I know there's an awful lot of people who appreciate what he's oh, done yes. for, for uh, um, the there. Hopefully the journal is being left in good hands and not left to wither on the vine. Well, yeah. I, I think anyone who's worked at a place for 20 years needs a uh, big pat on the back, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I was to- uh, real lifetime with Ben. Uh, I was just talking to my colleague today, and apparently they've been working together for 22 years now. Wow, that's longer than most marriages. <laughs> Didn't raise that point with him, but I should have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, he's officially the work wife. <laughs> I got called the work dad today by one of my colleagues. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can we make that Ben's new title? What? Work dad? On the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Professional work, Dad. Health and safety work, Dad. <laughs> well, well basically, I, I've been training all these guys up. Yeah. Um, and there's like, yeah, you're basically my work father now, aren't you? I'm like, shit, I suppose I probably am, aren't I? That they, are bio- they are biologically old enough to be my kids. That almost well, deserves a Darth Vader no, doesn't it? You are my work father. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, does that mean that you're going to call you? Hey, I've got to go talk to my work daddy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that just sounds all levels of wrong. It really does. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, no, right. no. 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 Well, as everybody probably knows, we are not playing update twelve at the moment. It was due out today. Um, however. Update 12 has been moved to the 8th of June, i.e. tomorrow. Um, they apparently identified a issue with Update 12 that needed to be addressed prior to launch in order to ensure a smooth rollout. Um, as a result, they've moved everything back by one day. Personally, I think this is a, uh, just another blatant attempt by Frontier to dis besmirch uh, Lave Radio and having the full, you know, the, the exclusive access on a Tuesday. Um, what does anybody else think? I think this is another attempt to use hashtag blame Shan for it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like um, 
people take us seriously when we say stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, to, to be to be fair, I I would much rather they delay it by a day, a week, or whatever it is to make sure the bugs actually fix the bugs and don't introduce new ones. Seriously, Psychic, you couldn't detect the sarcasm. Well, I know I could. Absolutely fine. But when I've got people going, I've just seen some right idiots say that they're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) That they're not giving Lave the scoop. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Personally, I think it was a sharp and sudden Magnapan failure, uh, which is... (laughs) resulting in a lack of ability to maintain a seated position whilst we're in a low-gravity environment. So leaking Magnapan. They've flipped the switch on the Magnapans from attract to repulse. Oh, no, that's on the seats, wouldn't it be? They've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow on the Magnapans. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) Although they do thank us for our patience and support. Uh, that's 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 a bit like hopes and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> How, however, we did get the uh, the update um, shown. Well, the, the the release notes for update twelve have been posted on the forums, um, and we will probably be going into them in a great deal of depth uh, in our main section of the show. So, uh, but so overall, actually, it's been quite. Um, a busy week. Hello, news Truly. week, Colin. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm, I'm... <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, what are you doing? Like... I know, right? I know, right? it's not been busy at all. No, no. Um, right, uh, so let's have a look at the in-game events. Well, what's been happening this week? Well, um, on the 1st of June, uh, the plot to dispose uh, of Archon Delaney was gone into a great deal of dimp- uh, in the great deal of depth uh, on on Galnet, uh, it turns out that there's uh, there was a, quite a lot of people gunning for the the head of the Cornwall crew, um, and thankfully that's all been resolved. Now on the second of June, uh, it was decided that the Golconda wants to go exploring again. The uh, the people who were on the generation ship. Um, now that the Golconda has been completely refitted with brand new technology, including a frameshift jump drive, which means that the thing can go anywhere in the galaxy in one generation, let alone thousands, um, it has um, it's, it's gone and created two CGs. The first CG was uh, defend um, the Golconda from pirate attack and and things like that, which was quite popular. However, the trade CG that came with it was mental. Um, basically, they were wanting Tritium to uh, charge up the uh, the Golconda's uh, frameshift drive. There were some other things as well, but no one bothered with it because Tritium was being paid out at something like 250,000 credits profit per ton. That's right, yeah. I mean, I saw figures of 2 billion credits an hour or something like that being generated from it. Yeah, it it was bonkers. Um, one of my top shifts over the weekend, I wanted to see whether or not, just by using my T9, uh, I could get a billion credits in an hour. And I got 900, 900 million. 
I would have got a billion, but obviously I had to find out the right trade route first. But once I found the right trade route, yeah. And I it was the busiest I've ever seen it. There were literally every time that I docked at the station, and this was a Mobius, not in open. This was a Mobius. There was about three or four uh, commanders there at a time, which... Uh, the Mobius group, if you've been in it, it's, it's felt dead for the last the last um, year or so. Um, and of course, we had a whole load of, as you can imagine, there's a whole load of people saying, no, come in open, it's fine, you won't get attacked at all. <clears throat> yes. Sean? I just wanted to ask you guys if you felt the rewards were too much. In other words, they got the balance completely wrong for the rewards for this, and that it's kind of underlined the fact that in the game now, credits are completely worthless. I just wondered if you wanted to do that. Well, all I can say about it, it was that it was the busiest I have seen uh, on the servers for absolutely ages. That doesn't necessarily make it right, does it? Or good balance, shall we say? Well, I think people who were doing well, I, I worked out that in order to get a fleet carrier, I would have had to have done thirty trips, and that was, uh, so I only did about five or six. So I'm still quite a way short my fleet carrier, but uh, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that bad because most of the, most of the stuff people have already got. Psychic. I didn't do it. I I, I can't be bothered to look in. <laughs> not over the weekend I knew what was coming up um, but again I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing just because just because you had to grind for something doesn't mean that other people don't have have to go through the same grind and go through all of the all of the struggles that you went through um, to get to get whatever you, whatever you got or made made their money the, the other way it's akin to remember the skimmers Remember the skimmers and how much of a lucrative prospect that kind of stuff was. There's always something that is going to make your money, and if you can log on in the space of four days and make enough to buy a um buy a fleet carrier, if you want to do that, fair play to you, mate. You know it's all good. I I saw people go from elite one to elite five in um in in that time in trade. People hit elite five in trade easy. Yeah. No bother and. I mean, yeah, we we've known for years. Well, we've known for about a year now that um, the real the real wealth is engineering materials and um, being able to um, resupply well out in the black with um, with other material um, uh, with other materials. So um, yeah, let them have a fleet carrier. It's fine. It's all good. It wasn't for me so much about you know the amount of effort and time I put in. Obviously, that's, I, I did it because I wanted to do it, because I wanted to get a particular amount. But I was just thinking that it, in, for a game to be still be challenging and still be rewarding, there needs to be a level of difficulty to enable to feel rewarding and stuff. And if it becomes a "Hey, I win" button for two or three days then it almost negates the whole point of that part of the game. But it's not difficult to make money. 
Like even if the even if the fleet carry even if the Golconda wasn't after Dritium, you can go out and do um you can go literally fly through the bubble and go to terraforming and agricultural sites and scan um and scan water yeah, the, yeah, the and right make plenty yeah. of money. That's not the road to riches. The road to riches is something like slightly different, but you can do do that. You don't even have to follow a guide or anything. You can literally plot in game and do exactly what you did, um, or go and do make multiple ma massacre missions. You know, there's so many different ways which um, go through being the meta of making money. Um, money isn't end game. Isn't difficult. It's um, building. If you're only into PVE, building the skill to go and fight at a high level or something, you know, that's where your um that's where your wealth is. Um, so why not like, just give people a billion credits a week just for logging on? I don't know, why not? Why not? It'll be fine. It'll be great. That that saves your fleet carrier upkeep, doesn't it? Well put that's it. Said, put it people this now have got enough to pay for the fleet carriers for nine years. <laughs> the the main thing that I the positive thing that I took from this was the fact that uh the the amount of people in that system made the system feel really lived in while that while while that CG was on. I mean, admittedly, as soon as the CG ended, then the entire system went as quiet as quiet as it normally does. But um, it just goes to prove that you know when people get um, the right motivation, they do come back and play. And to tell you the truth, uh, I mean, it would it was a case of two days work to get the equivalent of a fleet carrier as opposed to two to three weeks worth to get a, a fleet carrier um it's not that much of a difference now anyway <laughs> as Edelweiss has said from commander lenin he says and here i thought the treasure was making the friendships along the way that's Raxler, mate. You've got it wrong. It's not treasure. Raxler is the friends you make along the way. Because when they're right, greetings cards. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the Happy Moon Monday, he's, he flew in. Oh, you flew in open for most of the CG and made seven billion. I'm, I'm jealous of you because the only time I flew in open, I made the mistake. My, my poor um, Ferdinand's got jumped on by three or four people. I managed to get away just... I wasn't even carrying anything decent. Anyway, not that I'm saying that. Uh... Uh, Paul Archer mentioned it last game. Imagine all the code of Mark IV rebuys. I could get one billion credits. Ah, uh, but not everybody can get a Cobra Mark IV rebuy, can they? I think that was the point. Mm, yes. Just rub it in there for all those people who are unable to get one. Um, right, well, moving on from there, uh, on the 3rd of June, uh, Aegis uh, has called, or the people left over from Aegis, have called for salva uh, the arrest of salvation for murder. Um, now, this isn't an official act. It, this is the, the people left over from um, uh, from the Aegis organisation. Uh, they feel they've been quite hard done by by... Uh, appears to be what Salvation has been up to, especially with the loss of the Alexandria, and they're calling for uh, Salvation to be arrested for murder, to which all the others are going, well we can't really, because these are only defence against the Thargoids now. 
On the subject of the Thargoids, uh, the Anti-Xenio Initiative have now cleared all Thargoid sites. Uh, there isn't a single Thargoid incursion happening anywhere in the galaxy right at this moment in time. Uh, and op obviously Operation Ida, they have now finally cleared the final station uh, for repairs. So both the Anti-Xeno Initiative and Operation Ida are now going on kind of standby mode, waiting for the next shoe to drop. So um, that just leaves, I do believe, we have a spoiler alert for the next section. Guess who sent me that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, JN Tracks, thank you very much. I now realise I owe him a bottle of Glenmorangie. Oh, right, so I'm going to have to get that from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one for the LaveCon live show, I think. It was excellent. Brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, uh, he said the only thing that could match your, in quotes, singing was porn music. Oh, I think my singing was way worse than the music. <sighs> so, yes, that is genuinely, we do genuinely have a spoiler alert, don't we? Because there is a new quarantine site that has been discovered. Quarantine site UC-001. Uh, Psyche, you went out exploring for this one, didn't you? Well, I went and had a look at it today. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think... I don't think it's new, new, as in I. It's got no, um, it's got no audio logs or anything like that. Right. Um, it's very, very bare bones story wise. Um, doesn't look like a new layout of a site or anything along those lines as well. So, um, it's um really easy to get to it's it's only like 500 light years it was only about 500 light years out of the bubble not right. far at all well from where i was anyway um and it's kind of like a half story right just just like it's just um a, a quarantine site right um it should be pointed out this was uh discovered on the 5th of june by commander Imonix, who contact Canon about to report this discovery. Um, there does seem to be actually some uh, uh, signal listening posts which are close by, which actually point at this this place. I think um, I think Commander um, yeah, Commander Imonix had uh, discovered the settlement and then worked back. And found these uh, uh, these satellites in order to, which were supposed to point at the settlement. So, kind of went the wrong way around. But for those of you who, uh, as we said, this is a spoiler alert. Um, 
<laughs> it does look like this abandoned quarantine site was discovered by a rescue team, only it didn't seem the the path the pathogen didn't seem to be as dead as it should have been. And that was the end of the rescue team. So so, the quarantine had kept their bodies in such a nice squishy state. I'm sure it says squishy. Does it say squishy? Does it say juicy? Or does it say fresh? It says fresh. Fresh. I, I I'm thought sure it says juicy, juicy as well. I, I'm sure it, it says juicy too. Yeah. Does it, it, say what it says was. No, they don't. I mean, what they found, what's left of the bodies, the quarantine systems have kept them pretty juicy. It looks like they dissolved. Yeah, looks like they dissolved. It is moist. Oh, I, I think it was uh, space monkeypox. <laughs> space monkeypox. Yes, that's the next big, big one, isn't it? Um, yes, and put it this way. And uh, they have said that the site is still contaminated. Do not rescue. Do not come anywhere near us. This is uh, don't. This is the end of for us. Uh, and what happens? Everybody goes running around, running around the site. So if if psychic suddenly melts from the inside, we know what's happened. I've had like six acid baths since I've been there. We're okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's nowhere near as, as um, spoilery as last week's uh, lore dump, but it was still nice that it was in there. Um, right. I think we shall move on to the other kind of alert, the store alert for this week. Store alert. Welcome back. Well, the store alert this week does show that the Mamba is getting some uh, some love with crossfire skins. Uh, now, these skins come in red, green, blue, grey, brown, and black. And um, they, they basically look like, oh, I don't know, a kind of raw shark effect uh, on, on your Mamba, which it does look quite striking. Um <laughs> What did you think to it, then, Shan? Um, I pref- I would have preferred, I think, personally, without the stripes. I- I'm a bit of a sucker for digital camo, you know, like you see on uh, Russian aeroplanes and things. And mm-hmm. I think if that had been digital camo, that would have been really, really good. But the stripes just looked like they'd run out of paint partway through. Yeah, I, I mean, I must admit... Um... I quite like some of the colours, but I'm afraid to say that the, uh, the the brown one to me, that just not a fan of that one. I'm afraid I to say. I like that. I quite like that one. The the, the blue one, I'm not keen on. Yeah, I'm the other way around. I like the blue. I'm not. I like the blue. I'm not a fan of the green, brown. <laughs> um, 
And Psyche hates them all because there's no pink. No, no, no. I just, I've, I, I don't hate, I don't hate them. I think they're all right. I think they're, they're okay. Um, it's just, it, to me, I get like a really, like a similar impression to, to Shan. It's like, it's trying, it's put like one layer of digital cam, camo, one layer of stripes, and then one layer of another camo over the top. It's like it, the, it it's like it's trying to be too many different things at the same time. The digital yeah. camo would look boss as hell, and I'd love that. I would love that as well. Just you, you the know, camel layer with different colours. You know what it is, don't you? It's a, it's a paint scheme by committee. Too, too many people deciding what's going on in the ship. Yes. It's a Kate, the local council designed that. The local council designed that, did they? Maybe we should have, maybe we should have a vote of no confidence. <laughs> yeah, but too many things got in. Ah, let's say, let's say the list. Stay away from that. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get me on a rare but fun rant. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that was so quick yesterday. I, 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 he's going to have a vote of no confidence. Oh, he had the vote of no confidence. Oh, that was over and done with quickly. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, it, wasn't long, it wasn't long enough to have a drink, was it? No. <laughs> uh, Could have had a cheese and wine party. Well, <laughs> oh, but that's a lie. But then again, he's good at that. Ooh, wow. Well, you you make excellent points. You make excellent points, and I refuse to comment further because I will go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Moving on, I think. I thought that was quite smooth, but never mind. Let's let us move on. Um, smooth as yeah. a nice cold IPA. <laughs> Uh, I think it's time that we took a little break and we'll come back to the main discussion, which will be the update notes, which were released today. In system travel, sometimes it takes so long. I have chills for all kinds of circumstances on my ship. But the one thing I don't have a tool for is uneven tan lines. I just want to look like a million credits. But when you're living for days on a ship with processed and filtered air, it really dries out your skin. I use Better Hope Goldening Tan Cream. It just boosts your confidence. I don't believe that beauty is only skin deep, but now, I really do look like a million credits. Even my friends mistook me for a genuine gold skin. Jameson and Jameson. Upgrades and services for your body. The Federal Navy. We want you for Adventures Unlimited. Just last week I was mixing Sidewinder Slammers at a seedy space bar. I wasn't even pilot registered. And now I have a ship and a basic starting mission for the Federal Navy. Owing to recent actions in the Lave region, the Federal Navy now seeks to recruit another 1,000 entry-level pilots. We need you to add your strength to our military machine. I'm going to see the galaxy. We have missions for all pilots, regardless of combat experience or flight hours. Come and talk to us and we'll get you on the military ladder. Join the Federal Navy. Make a real pilot of yourself. Or die trying. 
Wait, what's that? Is that is that a ship coming? Are they looking for me? What do they? This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? And welcome back. Obviously, uh, no release today, release tomorrow, but the update notes were put onto the forums by Paul. Um, so there are several sections. Um, of course, the one that everybody really jumps to first are the features of note. Uh, now, these are the sort of, I don't know, the headline headline features, if you like. Um, Obviously, there was the illegal variant of the settlement defense mission, which um, Tom was explaining about um, a couple of live streams ago. Uh, the pre-engineered frame shift drives, uh, which were obtained in in-game events, will now, can now have the experimental effects applied. Uh, there are various descriptions, tooltips, and fixes to various UI flows for other pre-engineered modules. Uh, and then the development and customer support team would like to thank everyone who's waited patiently for this fix because let's be honest, it has been at least three to six months for, for this one to come in. Um, a shipyard terminal, that's been added to the on-foot areas and detention centres which allow commanders to recall their active ship rather than being forced to take the apex. Now... Uh, I wonder who out of most of us has been have been have been slammed in prison a lot recently. Ben, no, I'm usually fairly well behaved. I think the most naughty person I know of would be oh, she's very quiet. I don't I don't get slammed in prison as often as I used to. Now I've got engine now I've got all engineered shit. I'm untouchable. Oh, don't say that, mate. Don't say You're, untouchable because now I'm bugging. You've you you've got a bounty, but just no one can catch you. About bounties um, you can pay off. It's like better you pretending that crime and punishment means anything in this game. Well, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and so Carl, they... Carl says Madam Murder. That's my name, don't wear it out. Um, yeah, the, well, they're all the, everybody's a bad guy to someone in this game, it seems. Um, so yes, uh, are you taking? I take it you're that is something to look forward to for you, psychic, just in case you get caught again. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, sure, I do see. I tell you, um, I tell you what, I tell you what, very quickly before um, the, the the best thing about getting an apex back to where you need to go is the fact that it does it for you. So I'll probably still end up using the apex for the most part because then I can go make myself a cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I must admit that is the one thing, advantage of the apex because basically you're in a bit of a oh hacked off mood because you've lost the mission the mission, and you've been slammed in prison so the last thing you want to do is feel like flying your ship you know you know get let some other buddy take it take the strain for you i assume we're out on the working assumption that it will cost the same amount and take the same amount of time as doing a ship transfer normally um, i don't think we are no i don't think we are um because i think oh, i can't trying to see where it was i thought that if you are actually captured in um or you're you're taken down while doing an illegal raid the ship that you your weighted your active ship uh will also be transferred to the prison will it so, can we opt out of that because i don't want that so yeah uh I'm sure I read that earlier, but I might be, I might have been suffering from Mandela effect. I can see it now. It doesn't no. say that on the on the actual note. Uh, I, I think I must be uh, losing my mind there. Um, so Ben, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. I actually hope it's the exact opposite of that because. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna to have to wait five, ten minutes for it to actually get to you. And yeah. you might wind up paying more money getting a ship sent to you than you do if you if you just get a taxi back. Plus, you gotta remember this is meant to be you've been a naughty boy. It's not well, I just need to jump in my okay. ship and it's there immediately and I don't even get paid don't even pay a fee for it. You know, so you've done the crime. So if if Cassiano's correct, and there's no reason to, you know, doubt it. Said they uh, said that your active ship will be transferred. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. I wonder it would it be possible to do cheap ship transfer by leaping into. Elvis Kremen is saying that Colin is correct. Katiana is saying they've said it. So who knows what the truth is. Yeah, I guess we're going to find out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it, Colin was saying what Colin was saying what Katie's like confirming. Yeah, as well, was, so it's yeah. all the same thing. Yeah, okay. I just wonder if you can sort of uh, tease it by going censorship to censorship. Mm. Well, you can do that. Isn't there a way to go quickly to Colonia by being by being naughty, being yeah. being a little bit nefarious? Yeah, it's yeah. That. Isn't there a way where you get just halfway and then you do something naughty? Yeah. It takes you to the next one. Katiana's oh. actually given the exact quote, so none of us can just read the show notes properly. When a player's bounty is claimed whilst they're on foot, their active ship will be impounded at the detention centre they're sent to. I hope if it's impounded. Yeah, I hope though if it's impounded, you gotta pay the you gotta pay a fee to get it back out. I would have thought so. I hope so. Well, well, 
again, we'll have to wait and see what that means. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully lots of lots of fines coming the way of for, for naughty people. I hope so too, damn it. <laughs> so hang on a second. So point five, a shipyard terminal has been added to the on foot areas within detention centres, allowing yeah. commanders to recall their active ship rather than being forced to take a shuttle. Isn't that a bit contradictory to your active ship is transferred to your thing well, automatic? Because then why would you need the terminal? Because you might want to transfer a different ship. Say, for it instance, you... The, yes. impound, the impounding might be really expensive. I mean, money means nothing, but the impounding might be really expensive. And you Not might be like, that. you know what, I want, a bit, I want a ship with a larger jump range. Yeah. Not only that, but how many of us have, say, a dedicated fighter ship with, as as you were saying, there, psychic, you know, just a jump range with maybe seven, eight light years, or maybe not that few, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I would be tempted if if I caught myself in such a situation, I would probably be tempted to call the uh, my my jumping ship to the detention centre, uh, pay release the other ship, jump away in my jumping ship so that I could get back to where I wanted to be faster, and then transfer the now clean ship uh to uh, to where i was that I would still be the quickest way i still maintain that i wish whilst we were at prison we had to serve our time <laughs> pick, picking up litter or something like that yeah coming up with meaningful gameplay for punishment might be a bit of a challenge though i'm not really because we already do fetch missions <laughs> You know, it's basically it's a glorified fetch mission. Yeah, and then that way you could also put. put I'm just trying to work out a way to get. Uh, oh, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm going off on, on a tangent that I didn't want to go on to. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was trying to work the Shawshank Redemption in there somehow, but I wasn't going to. Um, could Death get it work. Oh, well, so you you, you have to uh, use a post of Ashley Duval to hide the tunnel, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, well, moving on. Um, they've added the ability to access a number of UI elements while seated, such as your comms panel. So this is where the magna pants do not interfere with the HUD. <laughs> so you'll be able to sit down and, and talk to people on the comms. Which will be nice, and but have they said that the the emotes are going to work as well, or is it just going to be the comms panel? We'll find out, I guess. It's but pretty do, sure do I remember them saying emotes worked too. But wouldn't that need do any emotes other than cracking down use the legs, or are they all arm based? I think they're all arm based. Yeah. Then they wouldn't need to redo the emotes, would they? Between no. sitting down and. Uh, yeah, because emotes definitely work when you crouch down, thanks to thanks to people sort of caressing my back backside. <laughs> we don't want to know that, Colin. <laughs> I just like my, my my snowman helmet with the carrot for a nose. You, yes, that was, so you, that was not something that would have brought tears to my eyes. So you've allowed people to caress your magna pants, Colin. Unfortunately, my magna pants were definitely caressed by Mr. Nick Lambert, who managed to work out a, a weight and turn emotes dirty in less than 20 minutes, which uh, it's got to be some kind of record. 
In addition to sitting down with and using UI elements, you can now sit next to the bartender and interact with the bartender. Um, so you can buy and sell the usual black market materials uh, while from the comfort of your own seat. Can't order. You still can't get a bloody drink. No, it's tough. <laughs> um, they've also modified some guardian weapons. Uh, this non-combatant humanoid AI is now more effective at removing themselves from combat during a raid missions. Can we rewind for the guardian weapons one, Colin? Because I, I, I think I'm right in saying that one of the main reasons why people have been able to solo hydras and things like that is because the the synthesized guardian weapons did more damage than was expected. So does this fix now nerf those weapons? Well, it depends on your point of view whether or not it's a fix or a nerf, doesn't it? Because if it if it was always intended that the that the guardian weapons would not do that damage then it's a fix, but... And so I mean, the damage bonus improperly, which to me would imply, and I guess you could say, well, they weren't doing enough damage, but evidence would say they were doing too much. Yeah, well, you see, the, pro- the problem is uh, the Anti-Zeno Initiative came up with, a, obviously, the gibbing of Thargoids, which is when they had a huge batch of people of about 20 ships or so, they'd call in one Cyclops, and then they'd use the Guardian weapons and basically blow the Cyclops or the, or the Basilisk away by ma- coordinated strikes with, the, uh, with those Guardian weapons. So, basically... Uh, it would actually knock the Thargoid down to 0% before it had a chance to regenerate. Because, you know, before it used to go down to 80 and then it would stay there until the heart, until you took out the heart. You see, well, you could do that with a Cyclops in under 10 seconds with Bodyguard yeah. Guardian Weapon Solo. So I'm just wondering. Uh, be interesting to see, I think. Yeah, because last time they had to do this was the problem with the uh, the missiles, the anti-Xeno missile, missiles that were first issued. Um, those, you'd be able to take out a Cyclops um, in a pretty similar manner, but the problem was um, they said that they'd actually put the decimal point in the wrong place for the damage, and they were supposed to do something like 10% of the damage that they were doing, and that really through people because basically they were having so much fun blowing up Thargoids. So <laughs> you do wonder whether or not this is going to cause the same similar issue. Well, again, again, you know, do you really want it to be a challenge or not is the question. Do you just want to press the I win button on a Cyclops? Well, yeah, that is something that, uh, uh, yeah. We'll have we'll have to wait and see how the community reacts to. Um, now this is, I mean, the the non-combative humanoid AI are now more effective at removing themselves from combat during raid missions. Um, what does that mean? Because every time I've gone on a raid mission, everybody shot at me, so they've all been combative. Does that mean the technicians are all run away now? 
Uh, it says... I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see what what that actually what that actually does look like in real life because I'd love <laughs> I'd love to go um to um a place for murder and <laughs> and and find the the grade th- the level three technicians that I have to scan um cowering in a corner before I kill them. <laughs> Um, a question. I mean, I haven't done that much on raid stuff. So, could it mean that uh, AI or NPCs that belong to the faction you are working for turn on you, and they've fixed it? So, if you are working for a faction, they won't now turn on you. They'll just say, "Oh, well done, Shan. You're working for us now. We won't shoot at you." I'm just wondering that's if that's what it means. No, nope. at, at a base, if you go like for, if you go for like a massive commission at a base, for example, um, something that I'm not overly familiar with or have been doing for ages, but um, all if you go to that base, it's likely that you might only have to kill technicians or you you might not have to kill everyone um, at random, um, but the it, the. The, all of the people there will be belonging to the same faction. So there isn't going to be, say, someone from the faction that you're working for at that base, unless that changes. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It It does seem... I mean, the thing is, normally, when you go on one of those raids, it says, kill everybody in the base, so you'll have 16 people. Of those 16 targets... The majority of them will be guards, but there's about a third of them will be technicians with access to other parts of the base. Can you imagine if they all decide, all right, all the level threes decide to hide in a level three section that you can't get to, so you can't complete the mission? All the more reason to um, upgrade your Maverick suit so you've got the wire cutters. That's all that means, really, doesn't it? True. Very true. Or go, you could basically wipe everybody out in the in the Dominator suit, go back, get your Maverick, and go and go and finish the rest of them off. Or, or as um, Katiana says, scan them through a window. Oh, you can. Of course, you can, can't you? Oh, Providing that not... they're not they're not hiding in like in like the security room or something. <laughs> that would be useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the last one's a bit confusing for me. Prevented hostility between friendly ships when in the presence of a significant common enemy. Yeah, that's for American players. Oh, just had to, didn't he? Uh, well, Again, well, is that, sorry, is that actually related, do we think, then, being a bit serious for a minute? Do we think that's related to the, um, the non-combative humanoid AI? Well, no, because this is between ships, not um, people on the ground. Yeah, but is the reason why this friendly ships were getting upset the same reason as to why these non-combative AI were getting upset? You see, I've never been in a situation where I've seen two sides who are friendly fire on each other yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit curious to where that that one has come from. To be preparation. True. Very true. For maybe a different threat. Yes. Suddenly a higher threat. That's all of a sudden your friends. Because the higher threat has, let's say, let's say 
crawled out of the ground or beamed down? <laughs> Let's say hypothetically. Um, yeah. Little Biggin suggested that um, they're assuming it's all down to uh, conflict zones to stop them getting upset. But also, they're saying that was there not a bug which made everyone go red in the conflict zone? Oh, right. I didn't realise that. Mind you, uh, I don't... The only time I've ever been in a conflict zone and everybody's gone red is because I made the mistake of actually shooting my own side, which is... Um, <laughs> which is a lot more common than I thought. I used to think I was so good at this game. I'm not really. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, um, it's nice to see that they've actually put in some VR fixes, which is uh, quite nice, um, where they've got uh, the default offset VR camera for the Scorpion when it's in the livery hangar. Shadows needing sorting out, and uh, if there was an, uh, an issue where a black box could appear on the main menu in certain scenarios when you were switching in or switching out. Um, interestingly, Thargoid surface sites have now got a little bit of attention. Um, in order to enter the uh, the automatic site, the sorry, the uh, the Thargoid surface site, you still need the appropriate cargo, but you don't need to carry the same cargo to leave. Shan? That kind of makes sense from a gameplay perspective, but it was it was always quite a good um, thing, is make sure you pick a probe up or something, so you can get out after you've done the, uh, the map room. Um... Yeah, I, I, I thought it did, to be fair. I thought it opened automatically, but it's been so long since I, I did it without a probe in my hold. I think this was a, a specific for, uh, bug for Odyssey, because I think it still worked like that in Horizons. So that's that's something that I, I guess we can, we can all really look at. Um, there is an awful lot of performance and optimizations. Um, we've got fixes for missions where uh, NPCs were getting stopped, uh, stuck during dropping in in a defense mission, and they've uh, fixed the broken inbox message sent during megaship missions. Um, I don't know whether or not they've, they've fixed the error message when, <laughs> when after a raid you get attacked by a pirate in space or a, an assassin in base, uh, assassin in space, and they said, uh, "You are. We know that." Um, a commander ship <laughs> ship place name two is coming after you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether that one's been fixed yet. Um, but there was a couple of interesting things put in for um, BGS people, specifically anarchies. Anarchy factions now offer full market value for stolen commodities. It was supposed to be half value or improved value, wasn't supposed to be the same value. Do you think that's actually going to be able to save anarchies? Because we know that there, there seems to be a problem with anarchies at the moment. I think every time that there's an update, there's going to be another tweak to an anarchy faction to try and try and get that balance right, because I don't think it's there at the moment. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just go and murder everyone. 
Yeah, you know what I mean, though? It's so easy to just go and do it so that it's just, it, they just hemorrhage influence. They do. Uh, and that I guess that is a that is a problem because as much as people hate, well, we need anarchies as for 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 places to hide and for places to murder without. <laughs> and for uh, and for the um, hacking gadgets. Yes, and of course for for those hacking um, gadgets. Yes, yeah, so. Um, I'm sure there was another thing that that was coming, but um, I seem to have lost lost my place in it. But uh, yeah, we'll have to. We'll, I'll I'll have to just leave that for a, another time. Um, I mean, the Horizons updates. This this means there's going to be an update for Horizons as well. So uh, the fixed facilities not showing up in system maps. Fixed capital weapons. Anarchy factions now offer the same market value for stolen commodities. Uh, fix the bug preventing players from joining newly created private groups. Uh, the pre-engineered modules have been putting in. This fixes the server errors with carriers. Uh, fix the disconnect that would occur when you launch a ship launch fighter. Uh, decals were incorrectly mirrored. That one's gone. Uh, they've remade ambient collision maps for the Type 9, which... That could be talking up far off Yugoslavian for all I know. Uh, and they fixed the SRV bay contents not showing correctly in the advanced SRV training scenario, which blocks progression, apparently. So there is going to be a Horizon update that comes with this one. So, uh, yeah, we're all going to get something. So overall, um, what's your impressions of these show notes? We'll go to Ben first. I really, yeah, I like them. It's, you know, I, as, as I've said all along, the key features, apart from the fli- the pr- protect the MacGuffin thing, mm-hmm. I'm not really that fussed about, but the, the bug fixes are great. I'm delighted to see that they're still working on VR things. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that makes me really pleased, <clears throat> including that they're working on VR things in Odyssey as well. Um, it's actually funny that you should mention VR in Odyssey because um, there is a commander... Uh, I'm actually going to link it further down, but there was a, a commander, Eric Lins- Linsky, um, who does a lot of VR stuff. Uh, he, he's been flying in Microsoft Flight Simulator. He used to fly a lot in Elite Dangerous. Um, there was a, a video he posted from the 1st of May 2022 where he compared um, Odyssey VR, Horizons VR uh, way back when it was first released and he's done an update I think for with uh, compared to update 10 and he says he's now come to the conclusion uh, that as far as update 10 is concerned when you compare the Horizons and the Odyssey VR Odyssey VR is now edging better than Horizons VR. Oh, that's nice. That's interesting to know. Yeah. Is that, is that fidelity or is that performance as well? Uh, both, apparently. Admittedly, he is using an RTX uh, 3080 Ti, <laughs> but um, he's, he's saying that uh, he's come to the conclusion that um, they've improved Odyssey so much that even the 
they fixed the drop rate, the the drop frames by over ten percent now. So that means that it's going to work from everybody, from the lowest card up to the highest card. Uh, so everybody's going to get a smoother experience. Smoother is always better. Mm. So yeah. no, 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 don't no. Well censored, Ben. I'm proud of you. <laughs> What's what's this about xenobiological ship decals? I'm assuming little little begin was talking about yeah, well you get a ship decal for being combat elite, X ray, oh, right, or whatever. Yeah, there is a xeno one. And uh, this is for xenobiology now. Was was the one for mercenary? Because I don't remember seeing ones for mercenary either. That's an interesting point. Why would you have a, a ship decal that you're a mercenary? You'd want it on your suit, wouldn't you? Very true. Anyway, Shannon, you had a point beforehand? Well, I was going to, I was going to wait until I was asked to talk about the general... Uh, the, right, the, fair enough, the yeah. General, the general thing, but... Um, yeah. It, sorry, you got me thinking about logos now, and <laughs> I, I, I sort of just had a... I just sort of have a... Um, a Xeno biology logo on the uh, seat of your magma pants, you know. Thought <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it better here. To, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ben, did you? Is is that all you wanted to say about that? Yeah, that's pretty much about it. It's like, yeah, great, okay. whatever. <laughs> um, Shan, your turn. Um. Yes, I'm reasonably positive about it, really. I mean, it, it feels a little like they've now gone around the room and like, done a final dust and polish before they they add stuff, which is what the implication was in the uh, information they gave. But uh, th- there's stuff here, I think, that's going to make life uh, more e- well, not easier, but uh, more enjoyable, shall we say, for the players that it, this sort of stuff was, it was affecting. Um, little bit curious, stroke concerned about the guardian weapon change, um, as to what that will do to the um, AX people. Um, but we just have to wait and see, really. But yeah, I'm reasonably positive about it. Excellent. Um, Psychic. I'm I'm excited to see um, to see it. The thing that got me the most excited is. Um, they have in these patch notes and you haven't covered it um but in in the in the patch notes one of the things that they've fixed is the one thing that i have raised and i it's such a little thing and it doesn't really it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference but it's the one thing that has um i have ever raised a ticket about in this game and so i i'm sure i i don't know um what the threshold of this of this is but if you are a member of a lot of private groups and you mm-hmm. go and go to log on to your own private group every single time you start up elite and go onto the private group it asks you to create that private group so i have no idea how many people are in my private group, anything like that, because I don't go and look at it, like go and look intensely at it. I'd like to see it on that screen, but every single time I have to read the, um, I have to create the private group again. 
Um, but like everybody else stays in it. It's perfectly fine. It runs absolutely fine with the people who are in it. And I, um, I raised a ticket for it maybe about a year ago. <laughs> Um, around just after Odyssey had come out because I, I thought, oh, maybe in Odyssey they will have fixed it. And I got this very lovely message back saying, sorry, you're not the only person. We're working on a way to fix it and we will um, we will come back to you when it's fixed. And there is a note in here. Let me see if I can find it. Because I did look look for it. It says... Um, Fixed various issues with the private group menu, including an issue which may have caused your own private group to not to show as not created if you're a member of many groups. And that made me so happy. <laughs> it's such a little thing and it's really inconsequential because it makes no difference to my gameplay or anything like that. But yeah. I'm so happy that they finally addressed it. And I'm sure there were a lot of things that are in um, are in uh, this list that people are, are like, I have been dealing with this for so chuffing long, and finally they've um, they've addressed it. I've seen a lot of people going, "Oh, it's about time that they've addressed that that that's been fixed, or that, or or um, they finally got to fixing this for me." And I just ah. Oh, Man, I'm really chuffed. I'm really chuffed that um, there's a general feeling of like this, this happiness that's come from it. That's led a lot of people to go, oh, well, it's been postponed for another day. If we're getting all of this, that's great. You know, one of the ones that got me, uh, I had to actually had to look this up on uh, Google. There was one item when they said added new um, occlusion geometry around all the stations. Um, I'm assuming that I've, sp I've pronounced that right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> uh, and it's apparently it's a, an advanced maths technique for putting surface regions and the background around each eye on the collateral side. Which, wow! <laughs> Or ho hopefully that does some things with regard to like rendering and any frame rate losses that you get. Um, I, I I I get. I'm I'm very excited that I think I think this one might be one of the biggest like UI improvements that we've seen and we've seen over the last year. Um, Elite has gone from literally unplayable to actually like you know a a, a decent. A for me at least a decent game. So um Yeah. I'm um I'm very excited about what's coming for sure. Yeah, so um i personally I am looking forward to this. Uh I, I was hoping for a little bit more in the way of missions, but yeah, we can we kinda knew that we weren't going to uh to get much more on that. Um it's a, it's a nice um Dotting the I and crossing the T's patch, I think. Uh, it's certainly um, not going to turn my nose up at new content that's probably going to come with it. But uh, again, we'll probably be able to liberally use the new spoiler alert jingle <laughs> for things coming up. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. So um, overall, 
we we shall wait and see with bated breath for tomorrow. Um, apparently, the servers will be going down at nine a.m. British Standard Time, and it will take approximately four hours. Uh, don't she, take the day off. Yeah, don't take the day off for tomorrow. Um, but after all, you do have Obi Wan and Miss Marvel to watch tomorrow if you are so inclined. I'm I'm bored with Obi Wan now. Oh, there's a surprise, right? Let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, we have some community stuff to touch on. Um, again, we have to actually salute the nutter that is Alec Turner for doing his circumnavigation of of this one planet. He's putting up um, daily videos, and um, I don't think I could do this. This, this is just nuts <laughs> depending depending on where the sun is where the, where the main star is i mean he he is um likely to finish that in the next couple of days full circumnavigation wow i mean yeah it's <laughs> it's just crazy um on top of that uh i do believe this week we have a buckyball on the way yeah yeah so this weekend, get yourself ready, get your regulation Cobra all fired up because we're all going to be involved in this one. <laughs> Do you know which one it is, Colin? No, enlighten me. Okay, so it's Seven Sisters Speedway, which is all around the Pleiades. So um, not only do we have to deal with just flying around the Pleiades and doing stuff out there, we're also having to live with the RNG of hyperdiction. So it's going to be a riot. I know because the uh, the high predictions, especially in the regulation Cobra, you've got nothing to stop them with. I just hope they that they we're not going to lose people to to bugs. Imagine if something massive drops in the law and Thargoids start shooting people on sight when they hyperdict them. That's going to be absolutely hilarious, and I cannot wait. Please make that happen, after. <laughs> It will be like the surf co- the the surfboarding competitions in Judge Dredd. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody else knows what those are, but <laughs> basically the most lethal race in, in the on the planet. Um, yeah, Ghost Giraffe and the birds have been both running the the CG or doing uh, videos about the uh, the the billionaire CG, which um, yeah happened over the weekend um flight assist you've got uh, a pride merch drop we you? have we have we have we've been doing we've um we've got some um merch based on our little flight assist heart emote that we we have um uh all different pride flags that i am building on with um with those with all of the profits from the sales of said um uh de- uh, uh um, merchandise going to Ilga World which is a worldwide um charity that works in i think it's 180 countries worldwide um liaising with governments and um other groups within those um countries and um working for all um lgbtqia plus rights and equality and all of that good stuff which is incredibly important excellent excellent um 
Well, moving on from there, uh, we also have Ben. The high wakes been at it again, haven't they? He's been at it again, and he's elicited some commanders as well. So we've got command. It's starring a couple of people you might know, uh, <laughs> like Commander Alec Turner, uh, Commander LCU No Fool Like One, who is playing a bartender. Um, I get an eyeful, shall we say? Uh, and there's also Commander Alexa, who's looking at flowers, and Commander. Okay, I'm going to do a colon here. Bumborger, <laughs> uh, who's yep, right. in Pioneer, Pioneer Supplies. Um, and it tells a lovely story about what all of the people in the shops are doing when we're not around. Or when we are. Sean? Uh, I'll ask Ben. Ben, are you becoming the elite dangerous equivalent of Olivia Coleman, who sort of like finds herself in everything? No, I'm just a tart. Figures. A tart in magnifants. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I will freely admit, I loved all the little Easter eggs that Highwake shoves into his videos. Highwake um, uh, really does a great job. Yeah. I, I love everything you do. Brilliant. I, I noticed in, in this one, for example, we've got LCU's cheese. Or Cannon's cheese, however you want to say it. And for those of you who know where it comes from, you don't want that in your drink. I've got a fridge magnet of that. <laughs> yeah, that avian cheese. Yeah, and send that to Commander Chick over at Loose Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he's... How, I, I, he's... I'm, I'm not being overly modest, but he's a genius when it comes to all these things and the stuff he... The stuff he slides in is amazing. Yeah, and how he's able to do a turnaround on on yeah on that is really fast as well. So does, um, salutes to the high wake. Does he only do elite stuff, or does he do other? He does games? mostly elite stuff, but he does a couple of other things occasionally when the mood or the inspiration hits him. So like and subscribe then. Like and subscribe. He's also got a second channel for other little bits and bats. Apparently, Grippy Gecko is now claiming that we might be joking about Magna Pants. He's made some real ones. I think we need more information on that, on how they work and what they do. Are they like a, a retro magnet? Possibly, possibly along with uh, photographic evidence. I don't know about that. Well, or, or has he like, <laughs> or, or, or has he like cut the lids off tin cans and stuck into his? I, you know, I. Um, I don't want anybody to flood the email address with pictures of pants, magnetic or otherwise. I, I don't. It's just no. I guess you could have a variation with hot magnet pants. Oh boy, da- Daisy Duke magnet pants. Right. Let's let's move on to mostly coolers before this gets even worse. Um, one thing that I discovered with the uh, uh, the CGs is in Odyssey, I <laughs> I discovered that the interstellar factors work slightly different than they do in Horizons. Um, 
In Horizons, uh, we <laughs> in Horizons, um, if you go to a, a, a low security system uh, that's that's basically got interstellar factors available to you, as long as the uh, faction that you're wanted by is not the controlling faction, you can normally take advantage of those um, interstellar factors. Now, I had a problem because I was going to these. Uh, systems to try and clear a 300 credit bounty for accidentally shooting a police officer sorry um, uh, and found that I couldn't and it turns out that this is because in Odyssey um, if the if the, the faction that you're wanted by is present in that system then interstellar factors will not clear the bounty for you you have to go a lot further away um, to make sure that there are no, um, none of the, the factions within that system want you. And, and then you can clear it. But yeah, that's a slight change from uh, what was in Horizons. As I got caught out once on several occasions. So I think I must have lost a good hour of CG time because basically... I was too busy trying to find places where I could actually um, get rid of my uh, my 300 credit bounty. Uh, I just think of how many billions I lost during that CG because I had to pay off 300 credits. Maybe oh, I actually, actually, it was a 1 billion 300 credit bounty then, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I should have actually just taken the, taken the bullet... <laughs> Gone to prison, come back, and then actually that probably would have, it would taken have been quicker. Time. It probably would have been the same amount of time because it was still ten jumps away. I'm sorry, I'm just locking chat between these um, Griffy Geckos, magnetic magnapants invention. Mm. Oh, and, I uh, see what they're getting at. And, and uh, apparently, um, Griffy Geckos magnapants have magnetic flies that literally do themselves up. Uh, and that kind of asks questions of, well, how does it know when to do itself up and when not to? Because even if it doesn't have a, have a zip, the closing of the opening could still be potentially risky. Yeah, as Paul Archer is saying, that I, yeah, I've got images of Wallace and Gromit right now as, as well for some reason. I've got no idea. <laughs> the, the wrong trousers all of a sudden. <laughs> The wrong magnapants. <laughs> yeah, grippy gecko in the wrong magnapants. <laughs> oh dear. Again, being derailed with magnapants. Time to move on. Um, right, any other business? Um, well, the Kickstarter for Spider-Man's game's third installment of Legendary Kingdoms, um, that goes live next Tuesday at the 14th of June 2022. Um, you can sample book three called Pirates of the Splintered Islands Isles by visiting the kickstarter.spidermangames.com slash sign up. Um, we always look forward to whatever Spider-Man games do because, well, they help sponsor LaveCon, so <laughs> always thumbs up to them. Uh, and and yeah. they make great stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've still got my, um, uh, my level up. Uh, it, it's... And we managed to prove it worked in the meeting at the the, the community meetup. Um, also, Ben, you've put in something about intra intravision software. 
So, yeah, the guys behind Prison Architect are in the very, very early stages of a new game called The Last Starship. And that is... It looks like it's basically a cross between a spaceship builder with Elite, with Prison Architect, with FTL. Oh, you're speaking my language! That ex- I, I just Ooh. like... The stuff that they are wanting to do look amazing. And it looks a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's incredibly early days yet. It's like, you know, bu- build your, get your ship components, build them, do missions, fly places. Oh yeah, there's an exploration as well there as well. And it's in a procedurally generated universe. So is it uh, a that changes like, every single time you play? So it sounds a little bit like it's a DIY FTL game. A little if bit. You've ever played FTL? Yeah, it's a little but bit like they literally DIY. refer to it as partially like FTL. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun, um, and I really, really hope I can get into the early access stuff for it. So yeah, introversion software. I know you're not listening. But if you are listening, I would love to get into it. Yeah, please send us an email at info at laveradio.com. Right, has anybody got any other business before I move on to the shout-outs? Um, I was just going to say uh, thank you, Commander Ned McReady, for the question about uh, cat naming. Uh, we're a bit short on time this week, so I will have news on cat names next week. Excellent. Um... Right, well, shout-outs for the uh, for this week. Um, obviously, uh, the next episode of Dex Legacy, episode three, The Firm, that will premiere on Live Radio next week on the 14th at 8 o'clock. For more information uh, on the Dex Legacy, go to thedexlegacy.com. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, they broadcast on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv. Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com, or whatever your favourite podcatcher does. Uh, For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, always check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. We're going to give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. That's Grab AM, Canon Podcast, Spanish Speakers Have the Elite Cast, Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist. Who's on Flight Assist this week? Commander Phoenix Blue. There we are. Not Phoenix to Fire, who got because there was a lot of confusion about <laughs> me and Phoenix Blue when we we got shoved over on a raid. So, <laughs> um, uh, there's also the guard frequency. Um, I think they missed out a week last week, so we'll have to catch up with them. Um, loose screws, of course. Stay cheesy and squeaking fuel. Um, for those of you who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, there's also the Data Slate podcast, which Commander Alan Stroud updates whenever he has time. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlesude. And well, I'm afraid to say we didn't have many uh, people drop by. Uh, there was just Commander Ventura and uh, the Chris Mark IV flying about today. So we haven't got any any shout outs, which I'm, I'm afraid to say. Um, so a special thanks to Commander Tokusol, the fantastic JN tracks, um, especially for the for the uh, 
spoiler alert song. And, and of course, Alan Stroud, who have all created music for this show. Uh, so that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, uh, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. Uh, we also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Psykit, and thanks to Shan. And special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, Pod Nick Santiago. Uh, so until t- next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Galnet News Digest, 7th of June, 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, there are concerns over an ancient planetary outpost. The Golconda generation set sail in their new fleet carriers. And Commander Alec Turner nearly completes his fifth planetary circumnavigation. Antiquarian and explorer Commander Imenex has discovered what appears to be the site of an ancient agricultural outpost similar to those found in Hawkins Gap with ancient greenhouses. Although the site, which is on HIP 86908, Planet 3A, was not catalogued until this week, it appears that after it was abandoned, it was previously visited by a group calling themselves Exploration Team Alpha. This group of visitors have left brief records of what they found. 
that explain why the site passed once again into obscurity. It does not appear that Exploration Team Alpha survived. Exploration Team Alpha situation report. Command, it looks like initial fears were justified. I knew it was too good to be true that there was a settlement all the way out here. Quarantine measures were all in place when we arrived, but there are no survivors. It looks like the place was a pioneer deep space colony. Must have been here for centuries. According to the logs, some kind of unknown contaminant was released into the O2 system. They were all exposed in a matter of minutes. We found what's left of the bodies. The quarantine systems kept them pretty juicy. Looks like they dissolved from the inside. Not a good way to go. According to the doctor, there's no chance the contaminant can still be active. Team Alpha Medical Officers report. The bodies here are in an amazing state of preservation considering how long they've been out here. The quarantine system seems to have kept them fresh, for want of a better term. Initial analysis of the subject UC-001 has shown an interesting level of activity in the remaining tissue. It seems that the contaminant works at a very slow rate once the host is deceased, enabling it to last long past the death of... Ah, no, I need to double-check this data. That can't be correct. Exploration Team Alpha emergency broadcast. Mission code red. I repeat, mission code red. The site is still contaminated. It's an organism. Contaminant. It's killed Miller, Jackson, Lee, Bailey, and I've been exposed also. Don't know how long I've got. Reinitializing quarantine measures to seal the settlement. Do not send rescue. Classify as no-go. Repeat, no-go. In the light of this disturbing historical information, canon scientists are working to identify whether Commander Imanex might need to be quarantined. A new generation of fleet carriers has set sail this week, funded by those most generous Golcondons, who have been stocking their newly upgraded generation ship with tritium, so they are ready to resume their nomadic lifestyle. With the 79,640,000 tonnes of tritium that has been delivered, the Golconda now has a theoretical range of 359 million light-years, which would allow the ship to jump to the Andromeda Galaxy and back 71 times. However, the additional mass of all that tritium means that the generation ship may well be using tens of thousands of tonnes of tritium for its first few jumps. It's really not a good idea to carry too much tritium on a megaship, unless you can persuade your friends to store it in their Type 9s in the hangar, in which case the tritium has no mass at all. All those new fleet carriers, the Generation Ship Golconda Generation of Fleet Carriers, also experienced problems, with the number of scheduled fleet carrier jumps causing time to slow down for a few hours after the conclusion of the appeal. Some fleet carrier jumps could only be scheduled for an hour or more after they were requested. But everything seems to be back to normal now. There are rumours that there are now one or two commanders who have more money even than Zachary Rackham, the billionaire who recently achieved his first trillion credits. 
But of course, these are only rumours. Alec Turner's circumnavigation of Col 359 sector BE-Q-C6-O-7B in a Scarab SRV is more or less complete. Commander Turner has a penchant for taking the longest route to get to where he already is, and has previously circumnavigated four other planets, while everyone else much more sensibly just stayed where they were in the first place. Choosing the right planet is important. This tiny rock, with 0.04 of Earth's gravity, has a radius of only 375 kilometres. So, if the circumference is pi times the diameter, that's only 2,356.2 kilometres for Commander Turner to drive. Only, he doesn't drive, he flies, which means bouncing along with the aid of his thrusters, or falling with style. He can indeed leap tall mountains with a single bound, and it is far more likely to be Commander Turner than a bird or a plane, at least on Col 359 sector BE-QC6-O7B. One slight problem with this planet is that its days are about five and a half Earth days long. So even with Commander Turner flying towards the sunrise and away from the sunset, for him, the night lasts about two and a half days. In order to arrive at the finish line in daylight, he's been camped out 200 kilometres short of the finish for two Earth days now. Of course, just like Phileas Fogg, Commander Turner will have experienced one fewer local days than someone who stayed the whole time at the finish line. So, if he has experienced one night, then even with his layover, he will have taken no days at all to circumnavigate the curious world of... Col 359 Sector B-Q-C6-O-7B. Commander Turner has not yet attempted any circumnavigations of any planets using the alternative Scorpion SRV, and he has refused to even consider the idea of circumnavigating a planet on foot, no matter how much everyone has urged him to take a long walk. Even for Commander Turner, there are limits... And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we calculate the circumference of a planet. So you don't have to. (laughs) 